0: Hello everyone, this is episode 19 of Going Beyond Salvation. This is your host, Jess Robinson, and continuing on with our daily reading, um, today we won't go over Matthew, um, just because in in the book of Matthew, we are to the point of the parables, and I want us to be able to go over the parables with, you know, when, when they're all done and just go over it at once and explain it. Cause they, they do tie in together and I want to explain parables and, um, what they are and, um, and all of that. So it, this is kind of going to be probably a short episode because I'm also not going to talk about Proverbs. We're in Proverbs 3, and I kind of wait until we're, we're, we get the whole gist of reading Proverbs 3 done. So it'll just be Genesis and um, Psalms that we will talk about today. And in Genesis, you know, we can continued on with the story of Joseph, and we see in the story of Joseph, he ends up... Um, going out, his father sends him to, you know, out to his brothers, you know, who are taking care of the sheep and the flocks and the livestock. And, and so Joseph goes and he finds out that his brothers aren't, you know, where, where they were originally at, you know, he finds out where they're at and continues on. And, um, we just see in this story, like the brothers end up coming and, you know, they see him from afar and they decide that they're going to kill him. You know, they had it planned in their hearts just to kill their brother, Joseph, because of the jealousy. And, you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes where Jesus, you know, talks about, murder and and malice and um that when you have such a hatred for your brother when you have such a hatred towards somebody that it can actually like it could cause you to actually plan out to harm this person and murder them or act out in a way you know I was just at a court hearing and um which I've talked about this case before on my podcast. The, this case that is that you know was going for um death penalty, um that was going for death penalty, you know, in the state of Wyoming. It actually they, they reached a plea agreement and he's not you know, he's he changed his plea today. To guilty and he's they have to do a different sentencing at a later date but he changed his plea today and what they do what is called a factual basis in the court and you know so his charge was first degree murder this guy that I was watching today his charge was first degree murder and it says with premeditation and with malice you know as they're going through these elements and it was premeditation with malice and they were describing you know all of this that that he had premeditated through journal en- entries that he he planned to kill this this woman you know who was she was his ex-wife and you know he, he planned he planned it all and that he had such an anger and like he's and I've I it's in the affidavit it's public information what these these journal entries say you know some of them and he had you just see a build-up of hatred and malice to the point that he acted out on it and so we see kind of the same thing with with Joseph's brothers that there's such a hatred that they want to kill him And so, but instead of, but however, Reuben, who's the firstborn, you know, he steps in and says, you know, instead let's throw him in in the well and, um, yeah, and I feel like that was God intervening. That was God intervening at that point for, for Joseph that, you know, he came in and, and intervene, because, I mean, the other brothers were wanting to kill him, and, um, while he's, you know, down in this well, you know, the brothers, so his brothers end up, um, you know, during this time, they're finally, you know, this, um, because Reuben was, you know, originally planning to take, um, you know, Joseph out and get him out and take him back to his father. You know, that was his original plan. And however, it doesn't work out for Reuben because then these Ishmaelites, you know, who are traitors, you know, you know, they come around and they go, "Hey, we'll just." we'll just instead of killing our brother you know we'll just sell him to the the Ishmaelites which i feel like you know is it's bad you know at this point but in a way it was an intervention for for joseph because and i'm not saying you know bad things you know are are meant for or that we should think bad things are good it's You know, at that point, he, because they were going to kill him, you know, and so he's sold off to these Ishmaelites that end up taking him to Egypt where he's sold as, as pretty much a slave. And it's sad because he's, you know, he went from being the father's favorite son and now he's going off to a place that he doesn't know a country that he doesn't know and, you know, he's been betrayed by his brothers, and so, you know, you have to put yourself in Joseph's, you know, shoes at this time, it's, you know, he probably felt betrayed, he probably felt like, I think, you know, he was probably scared, not knowing what was going to happen, and so, you know, and that's how it is, like, we just, as believers, the things that happen to us sometimes, you know, we get that initial reaction of, you know, what just happened, you know, you, you go through something shocking and, you know, you go through something so shocking, you know, an event and, you know, at first, you know, and it is human reaction to, to be scared, to at first feel crummy inside and hurt, you know, when you're betrayed by somebody, it's natural to feel hurt and betrayed at first, you know, that's a natural human reaction you're going to have, and, you know, but we see that, you know, moving forward, you know, we see that he is in Pharaoh's house and we see, you know, Joseph, he serves in the favor. God follows him, even though he's in this captivity, even though he's been betrayed by his brothers, you know, we see him serving Pharaoh and you know, in his house. And we see this going on and we see that the, that the Lord's hand of favor comes upon Joseph and he, you know, they, they start noticing he's trustworthy and, and all of this. And so, you know, in those instances, when we are in circumstances that we don't know why we're in them, it's, trusting, you know, one trusting in the Lord that, you know, he's not far off, he hears our prayers, he knows what's going on, and, you know, we continue on serving him and, you know, doing what we would do, you know, for example, you know, you're like in a job, and you realize that this job is not going very well you know it's it's really hard because you know everything seems to be going wrong and you realize that this is not the place you're supposed to be and you know you're dealing with employees that you know are backstabbing and and all of this you know for example and You know, what do you do? You still continue to work as you're working unto the Lord and then praying for where he needs you to go and trusting, even though you don't see it. And I don't, you know, I don't think Joseph knew where he, where his life was going to go at this point. But I think he, you know, I know for sure he trusted in the Lord and the Lord gave him these gifts and talents to that that brought favor, you know, where he was at and, you know, since, you know, and kind of going back, you know, after talking about Joseph here and, um, you know, he just, he was a very trustworthy person. And I think in these days that in this culture that we live in and, you know, like we were talking, you know, we've been talking about Daniel and, um, you know, we're going through this Bible study, and Daniel, like, was led as a captive as well, you know, he had no choice where he was going, he was, you know, kind of the same way as Joseph, he was led away, you know, as an exile to Babylon, and he was in this pagan culture, but he chose to, you know, stand in integrity, and, you know, and the Lord was with him, and the Lord gave, you know, him, and, and, you know, other Israelites that were with him, these, these gifts, and talents, this knowledge, and, and dreams, to, to be able to survive, you know, be able to flourish in this culture, and I was, you know, I was doing this Bible study in my daily reading I actually came across Jeremiah twenty four, which is the two figs. You know, Jeremiah it's when you know, the wave of exiles went from Judah to to Babylon. And I was like, it stunned me because I was like, that's Daniel's group. And Jeremiah has this vision of the two you know, two figs or you know, and one is good figs and the other one's bad figs and the lord points out that the good figs are the exiles and that he was going to watch over them that they were going to flourish and that they were going to get a heart to know him and so it's like you know as believers when we get in you know especially in today's culture you know we're in this culture where everybody is just pushing and and shoving you know and you know there's just such you know like we were talking that there's divorces is, is at a such a high rate and you know we see just some of the sick things that are going on you know human trafficking and you know the the shows that are being condoned and tv shows you know we're in this culture now where we have to stand in the integrity and I think sometimes like we feel like when we're persecuted by you know when we come across opposition because we stand for what we believe in we sit there and we like cower and just like regret what we do and it's like the Lord like revealed to me like last night that you know you can't you can't hide. You, you shouldn't hide and cower. You need to rejoice that the Lord has, you know, giving, given us such convictions and the strength to stand up for what we believe in. And it's like, we, we have to rejoice in that. Like we can mourn for those who, you know, are, you know, allowing the enemy to put lies and deceits of, deceit over them, and making them feel like we're the enemy, and yeah, you know, we can grieve over that and pray for them. But I just think we really need to think about, you know, just flowing in the gifts and you know the sphere of influence he's given us, and. You know, because we've only got this one life to live. Life is fragile, and it's going to end one day. And, yeah. So, you know, it's... We talk about that, and and so, kind of moving back into Genesis, we also see this story about Judah and, and Tamar his daughter-in-law and we see that you know judah he leaves his brothers he ends up getting with a canaanite woman that and and he has three children and you know three sons and the first one is wicked the the first one that marries tamar is wicked and you know heir. and he hands up you know the lord takes him out, but there was no children, and so in that culture, in that time, it was the brother would take the widow and provide um, a child that would be, he would, that child would carry on the, the deceased male's lineage, and Onan realizes that that's you know, the next brother realizes that that's not going to happen. But he still sleeps with Tamar, which I, I feel like that was just wrong in itself. Because it's like, if you didn't want the kids, you know, if you didn't want that to happen, you should have just said no. But he took advantage of Tamar and this situation. And that I find that very wicked in itself, that that he was just doing stuff like that. And so he ends up getting killed as well. She doesn't have any kids. And so Judah, he tells her to go, you know, in to her father's house and to stay there until the other son, Sheloth, is born. And it's like, And, but his whole thought process is he thought his own son was, this third son was going to die as well. And, you know, it's just kind of, you kind of see this spiritual depravity that happens. And so, you know, Tamar realizes, you know, years go by, she sees that Shalah's grown, but she hasn't been given to him as a wife. And... So she ends up taking her widow's clothes, puts on a veil and she goes out and she comes across Judah and he mistakes her for a harlot and and you know we see that he ends up sleeping with her and he gives her this pledge, his pledge and his staff and his cord which those were really important because that, you know, the pledge, the staff, and the court brought, um, is what they would use, you know, it was a huge identify, you know, identifying factor among families, and those were passed on, you know, and so, um, so we see, You know, with Judah, he, he gives her that, sleeps with her, which, you know, Tamar was deceptive in that she slept with her own father-in-law and it wasn't right what she did. And she takes off, puts her widow's clothes back on while she conceives. And, um. We see in this, in this story that, you know, when she's about to die, she presents, you know, Judah's pledge and, and all of that, his, his staff and his core to, to her or to him. And, and he realizes, oh, and he realized he was wrong as well because he didn't follow his word. You know like he he was going to and so you know it, and so he, he ends up not having her killed she lives and she has twins and and what people don't realize is you know even though this was a really bad situation when you look at the genealogy of Jesus he comes through one of the twins that was born. Because his line comes through Judah. And Judah had no other kids like that. So it's through that line. And so, you know, it's... So that story happens. And that's pretty much Genesis. And then we, we get into Psalm 13. And Psalm 13 is is very short, but once again, it's a cry out to the Lord, you know, how long. And when I was reading Psalm 13, you know, even though we know it's not written by Joseph, it just felt like it was Joseph. Like, I felt like that was probably something like he would have said, you know, and the whole Psalm and, and it ends you know trusting in the Lord and and you know reminding of his goodness and I think that's how it is you know sometimes we're wondering how how long Lord and you know and I know there's people that struggle with you know with a chronic illness and like and we're praying for them all the time and they're just like how how long Lord how long am I gonna kind of, am I supposed to be like this But, you know, it's, and that, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, kind of having those feelings, you know, people feel like, oh, you know, you're so bad if you have those feelings, they're going to come naturally. But at the same time, we have to turn around and say, you know, remind ourselves of the faithfulness of the Lord and, and that his promises are good. And so, you know, I just want to. Say, you know, and it seems like, you know, these days there's just so many people that are they've lost hope in the Lord because their circumstances or they see what's going on around it and they've lost hope. You know, you just see people that have lost hope and that you see that they're struggling and. You know, I just want to say, you know, it's, um, you know, we still have hope and we still have Jesus and he's, you know, God is still on the throne and we still have, you know, what is written in, in the Bible. You know, as I was worshiping this morning, there was a song and it says, I still believe that, that you're the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's something that we have to continue, you know, continue to stand on is that God is faithful. He's still the same as he was in the book of Genesis. He's still the same as he was, you know, when the the writers of Psalms was inspired. inspired. He's still the same as, you know, Jesus's time. He's still the same, you know, and he's going to continue to be the same. You know from here on out he's never gonna change and his he's not you know a God that changes his mind you know like man and he doesn't he's not a God that breaks his promises and when we look at his promise you know his promises in the Bible we have promises of healing you know and that's a for sure thing because Jesus took stripes on his back for our healing we have that promise and We have promise of of salvation and that we have a hope and that the same you know resurrecting power that raised Jesus from the dead can can heal us that same power you know in the name of Jesus makes the darkness go away that same power restores marriages it restores families it brings prodigal sons and daughters home and I think we need to You know clearly stand on those things and clearly stand on his promises continually every single day you know even if we don't see what where our situation's at you know and I just feel like you know today you know given that encouragement and if you're struggling you know there's still hope and continue to hold on to the promises and you know my challenge is is when you're struggling You know, find where, you know, verses that, you know, bring joy when you're struggling with depression. Find verses that bring peace when you're struggling with fear and needing peace. And, you know, there's, you know, we have this wonderful word, you know, from the Bible and all these verses that we can proclaim over our lives because it's living and active and so that's pretty much today's episode um i just want to end in a prayer and so i just say thank you jesus for um the hope that we have in you and that lord you're still the same today you're the same yesterday and you're going to be the same forever and that lord we just thank you for your promises that that we have that we have a promise of healing we have this wonderful promise of salvation and that you know when we're under the blood of jesus that lord we just thank you that you make us whole you make us new and that the enemy has no place in our lives we're no longer under condemnation. And that, Lord, we are sons and daughters, and we have right, you know, we can be able to come to you as the Father. We have this access. We have this intimacy with you, Lord God. And that, Lord, I just pray, Lord, for today, for those who are struggling, that have had continual struggle. May it be a physical healing. May it be emotional. May it be spiritual. Um, Lord, I just pray that you just begin to touch these people lord god you know i pray for those maybe that their marriages are you know for those whose marriages need a healing they need restoration i just pray that that you would intervene and bring restoration in jesus name and that lord i pray for those whose families are broken i just pray lord that you would just restore families in jesus name Lord, we pray for healing in Jesus' name and that, Lord, we just thank you that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. And that we are healed physically, we're healed emotionally, we're healed spiritually, Lord God. And that, Lord, we just thank you that we can cling on to this promise, that it's living and active and breathing every single day. And that, Lord, we just come against the enemy. He has no place when we're under the blood of Jesus he has to leave at the sound of Jesus name and that Lord we just pray that he would leave we just thank you for all that you're doing and what you continue to do in Jesus name and